0: Clubroom backstage.
1: It's going to be very difficult. I mean, we're controlled nonstop. And this is, they managed to to put an entire world inside their houses. I mean, we lost our basic democratic and civil uh, rights.
2: And yes, we are almost live from Berlin. Hi, my dear friends. My name is Anja Schneider and I welcome you to the second edition of the Clubroom Backstage. My new podcast where I'm going to talk with different people, different personalities, artists, friends. And of course, of the actual situation, we're going to talk about the situation we are all in and how everyone is dealing with this. And I'm really, really happy to have really interesting people on the show for today. I'm gonna talk with Davide Squilace. He's doing the Label This and That, lives in Barcelona, actually he's from Napoli. And in Barcelona, he's gonna run the Bridge 48. It's like a studio concept, a networking concept, where people can exchange knowledge and even produce music. Then I'm going to have my wonderful friend Wojtek from Cats and Dogs. Cats and Dogs, long time artist, since long time on board on the scene. Wojtek lives more than two years now in Madrid. And he's going to tell us how his life is there at the moment in Madrid, what he's going to miss and how he's going to deal with his daily routine. And I'm very, very proud to catch Neil Evans in Ibiza. He's running Electric Ibiza as a management company and different brands and quite interesting he's the artistical director of amnesia ibiza one of the biggest biggest clubs probably you know and of course i'm going to talk with him about the situation on the island about the openings about maybe the change on the island the seasons and it's all happened in the club room backstage and last but not least i'm very proud to uh, introduce you to some wonderful new Artist, techno artist, is a duo called Reform. It's Andrea and Ludovico, and they live in Tuscany. And I'm very proud because they're gonna release the next EP on my label, Zeus Music. And of course, I talked to the guys because they can't go out, and we talked about the situation in Tuscany, about the work situation right now under this pressure about the fear and the feelings. This is the Clubroom Backstage. My name is Anja Schneider, and I hope you're going to have fun. And first of all, I'm going to say hello to the Clubroom Backstage, to Davide Squilace. Okay, I got uh, Davide Squilace. Hey, how are you?
1: Um Good, I guess. <laughs> How are you guys doing?
2: I guess you stay home, huh? Now, which day? Yeah. Already, because you're in Barcelona. Just to say it. Yes,
1: I'm in Barcelona, and I reckon it's the fifteenth day. I mean, uh, I try not to count because it's pointless and it's uh, psychologically wrong. I think. Mm-hmm. So, at a certain point, they'll, they'll go like, "Okay, you, you out of the cages, guys, and you know, we'll take you from there."
2: I guess it's also a challenge because I know you have two kids. We are all not prepared for this 24-7 all together, the whole family in this. Do you have a structure, daily structure, daily life?
1: Well, I have to be honest, uh, when uh, things were getting worse, uh, since I'm Italian, obviously I was in touch with all my people in Italy. And obviously I knew this was, com- was coming in mm-hmm. here, uh, probably stronger than other countries because of the Spanish, the Italians, they you know, we're Latin, we're a little bit, we're not like the German, very structured, prepared, you know, we're more the, you know, philosophical, living the life, which it, it didn't work out really this time. Uh, so I, I, I took uh, Erica and the kids and I sent them to Brazil. Oh. Why Brazil? Because they are now with a the family, they have this uh, big house in the middle of nowhere, and the kids are open air. They are like basically in an amusement park all day. Mm-hmm. So that makes me happy. I mean, thinking of them being close here, um, I think it's like maybe the first four or five days, they take it as a, as a joke, as as a game. But then at a certain point, you know, the the, the psychology in that would change. I was speaking with some friends. They go like, wow, now we have the kids cannot sleep properly because they feel in is wrong because they're not allowed out, which normally when you have kids, you want them out of the house in a, in a good way. But, you know, so I'm happy that I took that decision. Obviously, it's a bit um, emotionally. I mean, when you know, when you when you know that they're fine, you're fine. But, you know, here I'm alone. I see them every day on, 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 on WhatsApp, all the all the video shots and so on. But, you know, I like to have them around.
2: Mm. <laughs> and Barcelona is also probably really depressing because it's always loud. There were always people on the street and this is all missing now, eh?
1: Yeah, Barcelona, like... Uh, I mean, I'm from Napoli and it's the same in, here in Barcelona. We live outside. There is uh, beautiful weather uh, most of the year and you live outside. So uh, when I go uh, for the supermarket, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit... Uh, it's it's not system, but it's uh, like a post-atomic uh, Japanese cartoon yes. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, what is scary is uh, how how the uh, the economy is gonna you know how the, you know from the small to the medium business are gonna react to this. This is what's scary because. Um, I mean, you make your money and then you spend on your leisure time, which is clubbing, which is like making music and so on. So I exactly don't know how it's going to end up. I mean, I try to speculate as much as I can, Mm -hmm. but I don't get my head around really. Yeah,
2: Yeah, this is also a point where I want to talk with you today because I uh, reached you out now, of course, as a non-touring DJ, as we all are, Uh, but you involved a really, really... Uh, impressive and uh, good project called bridge 48 It's like a studio place where people can rent uh, the studios as i understood and it's a it's a thing where you can uh, learn and exchange knowledge it's a big studio place can you explain a little bit about it
1: yeah um it's um it's um so basically it's a space where at, at, at the, in, inside of this space there is a, a part of a, a co-working for the people for the musicians that and then we have the studios that they can rent by hour and then we have uh, we give classes on you know the basic of software some engineering some musical musical harmonies, scores and so on but the good thing about this is that um the community so you go there and you find people like me or dub fire is one of my partners and you know all the you know um, uh, dJs and producers have been out there for a long time we invite them so they can talk to people uh, so it's a physical place mm-hmm. right uh, because normally you can get all this information online but when you actually are face to face so for, for example it's like um, the other time I was I was up in the offices and one of my partners came to me and said, "Listen, David, is this, this guy is a member. He would like you to listen to some music. So when there, listen to some music, and you know, we exchange some information and knowledge. And this is actually the heart of uh, bridge. Mm. This is actually what what happens there.
2: And it's empty now. So it's
1: it's it is." Empty.
2: yeah, but yes. is, is, is there, I mean, this must be also like a financial disaster because you do don't know um, if the artist can still be in the studio, if newcomers will come or how how this uh, yeah, how, did you receive already some messages? Some people said, hey, we probably can't go there anymore or something like this.
1: well, as as the system works a bridge, uh, you buy an amount of tokens, right, which oh. is our our internal currency and then you can spend on the classes you can spend on on some talks on a master class on renting a studio renting a, uh, a particular synthesizer a drum machine because you want to do the, you want to use that machine for one of your trucks and so on so you keep this money right this yeah. currency and you can use whenever you know this is over and they allowed us to open for us obviously uh, as we are in the um, startup process, it's uh, it's obviously financial disaster.
2: But did you get help from the government? Because in Germany we are quite lucky at the moment for all these creative people and self-employed and musicians. And so we will see. But it's a promise. But how is it in Spain, or especially in Barcelona? Uh,
1: it's it's uh, it's. Um, It's constantly changing. So there are um, decretos, which is how it's called here, they're coming out. So, first for the uh, private businesses, and then for the people, and then before for the family with more needs. So, we don't have an exactly one uh, for our type of business, what we're doing. Uh, because it's pretty new, but uh, we are constantly waiting for a uh, new decreto and sitting down with our you know lawyers and see how can we use this. But what, how we reacting to this is obviously online. So soon we're gonna launch um, mentoring online. Mm-hmm. Uh, tutoring online and so on. For example, we try to get, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do mentoring, uh, Dubfire is, uh, is going to do mentoring, you know, all these this type of people that have been in, in the business and in the music more than before the business for so long. We try to uh, generate uh, cash flow this way for yeah. the, for the sake of the project.
2: Yeah, and it's actually quite good because everyone is at home. I have the feeling that a lot of people want to produce something or even people that are not into this business or music, they have time. For example, I wanted to to learn another language or something, you know. So probably it's the best. What are you working on? (laughs) Spanish. (laughs) Uh, Muy bien. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So uh, I think it's a a great chance and actually um, this would be good. So for the people, just tell them the website where they have to go. It's bridge Forty Eight.
1: So it's it's bridge48.com.
2: Okay. And just a personal question, of course, there will be a change after all this in the society. And and there must be. Do you have the feeling there's a change in the music, maybe?
1: Um, You know, I was talking about this with a a friend of mine producer the the other day. Um, And uh, I think at the beginning, um, I don't know if we were just speculating, but the easiest the message in the music will be for the people to get it, the more enjoyable f- will be for them. So in terms like uh, um, if it's uh, if it's something more intellectual, more with a more complex rhythm or complex texture, changing melodies and so on, I think you'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. I prefer just, you know, I'm, 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 I'm too much stress. I want something very easy that makes me easy. easy doesn't mean bad, right? It makes it makes me dance and not not think too much because you know, I mean you know a certain type of music you kind of have to listen with a different part of your brain because you have to be more concentrated of how many things are going on, and uh, other stuff is just easier go straight to your to your body right so there is a reaction in your body it's like more of a. Uh, like uh, with the uh, with the tribes, they they had uh, drums and they were singing on it. That's it. These two elements, and everybody was partying.
2: Yeah, you're right. I'm curious about this, so let's see. And what is the most? What are you looking for the most when all this is over? I'm for sure for sure to see your family, but is there something we're really looking for? <sighs>
1: uh, well, um, you know, you know what that just upsets me and frustrates me. Is that the lack of information that we have, how difficult it is to have a good fucking information that you can believe. I mean you have, you have to go deep in the in the deep net to try to get some good information. Um, 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 I'm frustrated that this is actually for being the third world war. Yeah, it is. Which is, I mean, we're not, you know, we used by we used by you know what we know about the wars and the the Hollywood movies on wars that they're with missiles and 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 big explosion. But no, this is a fire war, and, um, um, and every war is just to change the economy because somebody is too powerful, so you have to fight mm-hmm. them um, to to mm-hmm. change the economy. And this is what's happening. I just hope there is a change in heart. And uh, in, in in a lot of people, and obviously we are at the bottom of the power of the pyramid, and this is this is what needs to change. I don't know. Maybe together we can change a lot of what's happening, but it's going to be very difficult. I mean, we're controlled mm-hmm. non-stop, and this is they managed to to put an entire world inside their houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lost our basic democratic and civil uh, rights. I cannot go out of my house. Yes, there a, there, there are, I mean, in Italy, there are military. There is a military state in Italy. Can you believe? Yeah. It means that everybody's own, they can actually go around transporting a missile, an atomic bomb through the city without anybody knowing it. It's not science fiction, so it's 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 weird. They, I mean, they they won.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird situation, and I think we are not built to deal with this not being secure. You know, everything was secure for us, and we are now in a situation where everything is changing every day, every hour, and this is something we can't deal with. I think the human beings, and it's it's really really challenging. Davide, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs>
1: Oh, my pleasure. Always <laughs> nice to talk to you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to send you this all. And oh, super. Thank you so much. This was of uh, course. lovely. Anytime. So you must be like a kind of a meditation eh? when you're all the time alone and, and no family, no kids. Uh,
1: okay. I think the first five days I was drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's
2: eating and... <laughs> and
1: now, now it's getting better. I'm actually cooking a lot, which <laughs> which, uh, which I like. I'm... Um, um, I don't know, a, I brought some stuff from the studio here. The thing is that, you know what, I mean, we, we as a producers, we work in like a very small, uh, in, in a room closed. And, and, you know, it's inside there is like, uh, for us, it's a world. I mean, it's, you know, there are no walls, but because we decide to go there. But this situation is like somebody is putting us here to be behind walls. This is what upsets me. It's not by choice. So I don't know, I'm, it's getting better now. I mean, the beginning of the first five days, I was like, I'm not going to fucking make music. I am not. Into, yeah. I mean, it's not. There's no point. I, do I, don't, I don't know. It's not because somebody put me inside. That I have to do something. So not the, the depressor or anything, because it's not, it's not my, it's not my style, yeah. but you know, anyhow.
2: Okay, super. Dankeschön. Thank you so much. Okay? No problem. Bye bye. Okay. And I can't wait to see you and hug you in person
1: soon. <laughs> Without masks. <laughs>
2: All the little things getting so important now. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Tschüss. Danke. Ciao, ciao. And I'm very happy to say hello to Wojtek, one part of Cats and Dogs, label owner and founder of Pets Recordings. Long-time friend, actually, uh, originally from Poland, lived long time in Berlin, and now he lives in Madrid. Wojtek, how are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good. There's better days and <laughs> better days and worse days. Uh, today is pretty good because I'm in a lucky position that I have a house with Taras. No, my so god. <laughs> I feel very lucky with it nowadays.
2: Since when you are in Madrid, by the way?
3: It's already 3 years.
2: Oh my god. Okay. So and of course we never been in this situation. It doesn't matter if you are in Madrid or in Berlin or Poland. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really heavy. Um and and so you are much longer in quarantine than for example us in yeah, Berlin yeah. Uh-huh. so what are you doing
3: we are almost two weeks because the situation here is not puppies
2: yeah and and what are you doing how is how is your daily life at the moment how is it looking
3: uh, we are trying with my boyfriend to respect a lot the quarantine you know mm-hmm. so At the beginning, I was kind of like creative because I was using that moment to, you know, like switch off and okay, I will work on some music. But I, like, the the longer in quarantine, I think that my creativity a bit fades out because, you know, I'm a, for a lot of people, it's not really a problem because if you are uh, introverted and you sit a lot at home, it's okay. But I'm extrovert and, and I really need human contact. so. I know exactly
2: <laughs> what you mean, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, at the beginning, I was like, okay, you know, like, I will just use this time productively and stuff. For me, the most important thing is that, um, I, as a tip for everybody else, is to try to keep daily routine. Don't really stay too long in pyjama and stuff, mm. because otherwise, I notice that this is making me really depressed if I'm, like, don't force myself to have, like, a kind of, anyway you know day trying to accomplish something because if it's like a day that i just stand up and do nothing and don't even shower
2: yeah, i know exactly
3: it's making me really depressed don't so tell me. i try to do yeah i try to do it only on the weekend and then during the week i try to like learn new stuff so I was reading yesterday a lot about the live streaming and stuff. Wow! And, and
2: I saw your advice on Resident Advisor, by the way, for everyone who didn't see it. Yeah,
3: I was, exactly. I was,
2: really motivated, yeah. actually. I think you had a bad day. You're like, this book is good for Warsaw, so <laughs> there was not so much emotion in there. I was,
3: like, oh. <laughs> I was uh, I, you know, I tried to read as well every day. I just finished that book that I was recommending from Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, try to do a bit like small stuff all the time to, because later when this will be over, I will be like, mm-hmm. what was I doing yeah. for three months, you know?
2: <laughs> and how is it, I, if I can ask you uh, mm-hmm. honest, it's also like a huge challenge for a relationship, especially for us as DJs. Oh, yeah, they're always yeah. Touring.
3: Totally. Yeah, totally. You are as well in a relationship, so you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> for DJs it's, we are all the time separately with uh, mm-hmm. our couples. Mm-hmm. So to be all the time at home, I, uh, we generally with my boyfriend, we actually do like a, a meeting every two, <laughs> with just two of us and talk about scheduling. Okay, who is using, because we have like a, uh, you know, desk with speakers about, my boyfriend is a graphic designer. So we try to like schedule and share the space. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can work in the morning and I can work in the evening.
2: And maybe if if it's running well, we're going to have dinner together.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, oh, and I forgot that I'm also cooking a lot. So, I was actually, wondering I can, that
2: you didn't mention it because I yeah, was yeah, about yeah, I to was, ask you.
3: Because I cook so much that I forgot to mention. <laughs> I do sometimes on Instagram, like a cooking tutorials. I've been trying to... Um, do some new stuff. So what was I doing? I was doing some Mexican food from pressure cooker. Mm. I was uh, discovering new ways to do French toast. Uh, a lot of stuff, actually. <laughs>
2: but um, I just want to come back because you live in Madrid. And for me, Madrid is one of the most colorful and lively city because everyone is happening outside. All my yeah. friends I know there, they when they come to Berlin, they were always asking, uh, why are you staying inside? And make, you know. So how yeah, do yeah. people accept this? This must be so different. I think it must be such a change also afterwards. Huh?
3: Yeah, yeah. That's why probably we have so many cases because... A lot of people at the beginning were not really respecting the the social distancing because, you know, the uh, Mediterranean culture in general, like, you know, uh, Italy, Spain, it's very like a warm nation. So people, as you said, everybody have their own bar downstairs that you always go have a coffee, then maybe like aperitivo or something. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, it was really difficult for people. Like the bars were completely full, mm-hmm. and the clubs were uh, like full as well. But then, when situation got really serious, I had to make shopping today, so I went for out for a few minutes. And people really are right now like respect. Mm-hmm. I think from my neighborhood. Also, really beautiful ritual right now is that people get some kind of uh, sense of uh, feeling as a community. Yes. We go out every day at eight and we like we have, we have like a neighborhood DJ that he puts like some really cheesy music in the window on the speakers. Super Everybody's clapping and yeah, and everybody at eight is clapping for doctors and for nurses for all the services. Yeah. So there's like a ten minutes party every day at oh, eight. This
2: is super, yeah. But this is different definitely to Germany because you know the Germans they're a little bit more
3: <laughs> Yeah, here people neighbours are really way more, you know, like people talk and know each other because also the thing of very specific for Spain in compared to Germany is that uh, here we have um, each building has a person you know, that is taking care of the building so this builds like a really community that people know each other you know, our his name is Begonia, she's not working right now but you know, people like leave packages Mm -hmm. to her and stuff so Mm -hmm. I don't know, yeah, the community right now, I think that's why we have this tradition of going at 8 and clap and play some music that people still feel like they're together, you know?
2: this is the only positive thing uh, beside of maybe some other things but honestly as a DJ or as an artist as a label owner uh, I have Ooh. to ask you no one was prepared for sure for this situation oh again. yeah and, but are you prepared financial wise are you because it hits us all and I have the feeling all my colleagues and artists and friends the music business was always living on the edge somehow maybe it's in yeah, other Yeah, the same but then you know it doesn't matter how much money everything is always spent and you know yeah, prepared for this and do you have a plan b uh
3: especially you know what funny thing because at the beginning that when first week people asked me that question it was really annoying me but now you know because i've been so long in the social distancing so um it doesn't bother me that question anymore i kind of like still have hope for that it will come back but for example you know we are still in a very privileged situation me and you as dj because we don't hire like 20 people yes you know for like for me the worst like we are still even though that i don't have any uh, like you know backup financially and stuff because we bought a apartment with my boyfriend last year but so at least you know i have this but for like stuff that worries me is like for example like watergate that yeah. so many people depends on that club and so many people will get affected by it if it closes you know there are really um people that own properties in the center of berlin or london or new york they will not have any hesitation to just kick out all the people that you know I mean. for me uh, one negative thing that i noticed that um people doing comments when like some clubs or some initiatives ask for money people criticizes that what you were doing this all your life and you don't have any backup. Like mm. people don't really, some people don't really understand that if you run a club, you don't make millions out of it because, you know, I run events as well in Poland with Gregory and Marisha. I remember. Uh, yeah, so like people don't know that people really do a lot of things from the love of music and because it's a nice job to have to run a club to be a DJ. But unless you are super duper successful, like let's say there is like 20, 30 DJs in the world that can afford, you know, have mega. You are, you definitely gonna get affected by it.
2: Yes, that's true. But uh, one last question: Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think, I mean, always like when we have such a big thing over us, do you think the music will change, maybe? I mean, we were all living on the edge. It was higher, faster, harder. I don't know. For sure, the whole... I mean, there must be something. I mean, I don't know if this festival...
3: I'm really bad at making like a forward thinking (laughs) theories. I know. Only only thing I know, maybe I will just change a bit what I think about the future is that uh, I was reading an article about that, that uh, history shows that people forget negative and focus on positive, you know, so probably when this will be over, people, because of the way how human brain works, will be able just to forget about this all, hopefully, it will affect how, for example, the traveling or how people will, you know, the human contact, but in general, people will Try to forget about it, you know, yeah. as it's quick as possible. I think this is
2: an interesting point. Thank you so much, and I know that you continue with your label. I still get new releases, so yeah, you don't stop. And no more music is not cancelled. This is a good thing. Yeah,
3: now more than ever.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, this is also my opinion. Vojtek, thank you so much, and I wish you good times in Madrid. And I can't wait to hug you one time yeah. again, okay.
3: Yeah, I can't wait to hug all my friends. Yeah, well, This is
2: something what I'm really missing and I've never been, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're sometimes on Facebook because you want to be on Facebook because you don't want to be so close and now I'm like, oh, now I want them here. And this is...
3: Exactly, yeah. Take care, take care and... Uh... Thank you
2: so much, Mojtek. Uh-huh. Big, big hug. Uh-huh. And, and also a big hug to Greg, yeah? Okay.
3: Tschüss. <laughs> Thank you. Ciao. Bye.
2: And today I catch Neil Evans, partner of Electric Ibiza and artistic director of Amnesia Ibiza. Yes. Hey, Neil. How are you today? <laughs> I'm,
4: good. I'm good. How are you, Anya? Long time <sighs> no actually. actually.
2: Actually, we, we, I have good memories from the last time I saw you, but it's always <laughs> I have good memories to see you. Where are you today? Where I catch you, actually.
4: Um, I'm, I'm at home in Ibiza.
2: Okay, and what was the most exciting thing happened today for you?
4: Um, <laughs> I'm cooking Sunday roast because we're at home stuck. This is day, this is day 15 of my um, of the lockdown because of the coronavirus. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is the 15th day I haven't left the house. But
2: this must be fantastic to be in Ibiza and no one is on the street or is on the beach. So it must be really empty. How is the atmosphere on the island?
4: Um- I, I, you, you don't really know because you're just looking from your, your balcony down to an empty street and I, you're not even allowed to go to the beach so um, I wouldn't know, it might it might be a nice experience if you went there but it's we can't even get to the beach because there's police at uh, roadblocks and there's cars driving around telling you to stay at home So yeah, it's a a bit of a strange experience to be honest.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. But first of all, I want to talk with you about uh, from a business point of view, because as I remember, you had a lot of parties going on in the Miami Winter Music Conference and they all got canceled last minute, of course, of the coronavirus. Uh, How how you react with this and, and how was it for you?
4: um so to be honest it feels like months ago now and it wasn't it's only a few weeks so when um we know when we've seen the um we've been working on these parties for i don't know since december and what we we have a, a we have a deal with um the kimpton epic and we run six events um some brands that I, I own, or some brands that I work with, but then I also bring in other brands and book DJs to to cover the whole the, the whole six days. And we're actually the with the official event of WMC. Mm-hmm. Um, we so with the opening party. So we when WMC and Ultra got cancelled, we were kind of in a hurry to to remove our brand away from WMC so we wouldn't be closed at the same yes. time. Um, and then basically, um, I found out that there was going to be the borders closed. So I very quickly changed, tried to get a different flight and try to get to the US before any of the borders were closed. Because I thought, you know, at least if I can get there, at least I'm going to actually see something that I've worked on for six months. But when I just landed into Charles de Gaulle to get my checked, my connecting flight mm-hmm. to, to Miami, uh, I found from my business partner in Miami that we were closed and, and they'd actually canceled the events um so yeah it, it was very disheartening after the, lots of work and a lot of um financial investment mm-hmm. had gone into the event um and basically we, we've we're in a position now where we're refunding tickets mm-hmm. we've we've actually come up with a really good offer where people can um replace tickets for next year but we'll give them actually a season pass or we'll give them um We'll give them other things, like extra benefits if, if they don't get a full refund. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we, we haven't actually calculated how much we've lost yet, but this is, it is a significant loss.
2: Yes, I can uh, imagine. But how is it, are the people okay with refund? Because there's some organization and some movement going on that says, hey, come on, stay it because we need it. The scene needs your money. Are there a lot of people that want to have a refund?
4: Um so what we did was the, the, the bonus structure we offered for, for not having a refund was basically if you um you can have a full refund or you if you take fifty percent of your refund, we'll give you one day we'll give you one per ticket for next year. If you don't have a refund at all, we were gonna give them a full week's pass for next year. So it's quite an adv- and an advantage to not to, to get the refund. But I think with most people have actually chosen the, the full refund, mm-hmm. um, but I mean you know it's uh, you know if people have, if maybe if someone yeah. bought an ultra ticket and they didn't get that refunded then next thing they bought a ticket with us because um, they thought that the ultra was cancelled, but the actual mm-hmm. pool parties weren't cancelled. I understand that they they want a refund on that of because course, they want yeah. to on the on the on the ultra. So yeah, I mean, but well, there, there is a few people who took us up on the on the uh, on the the passes for next year, but um, yeah, it's unfortunately it's just it is what it is.
2: It is. <laughs> and how was it with the artist? I assume you already paid the fee. The most of the artists want to have it back, or you could keep it. Or how was how is this going? How is this whole process of going? Because there was a lot of investment from you.
4: Yeah. So basically. Um, None of the artists have been paid, I don't think, because the money would be sitting with the agent. Mm-hmm. So we're just we're currently working with the agents now to to get the refund. There's been some um, there's been some DJs that have maybe lost out on flights, mm-hmm. um, but most of them had a full refund or a voucher or something. So I would say 99.9% of DJs have been fine because they understand that mm-hmm. if if we don't get out if we don't get our money back, then you know, it takes the business into a place where we might not be able to book them again. Mm-hmm. So I think in as a whole, I think people have been quite genuine and quite thoughtful to the to the whole situation. So this means that we can actually fight, you know, live to fight another day and we'll be announcing um, our Miami event probably in the next few weeks because we're going to actually get a long longer lead time on it this time. So we'll be announcing the dates, I think, in maybe two weeks' time when this whole thing has settled down a little bit.
2: But there is no insurance in this in um, in this what would help you. No
4: insurance followed for us, for anything to help us at this time. No.
2: And did you uh, ever disagree with the whole solution? When of course you were disappointed. You were already on the way to Miami. There was a lot of money involved. But did you have a doubt? Or did you doubt it?
4: Did I have a doubt that it would be cancelled? Yeah. Um, I was kind of just praying that it would be that we would we would we would get away. Um, I think legally, from a standpoint of when we were discussed with the commissioner and and the local government in Miami, our property necessarily didn't have to close at that point mm-hmm. um, because it was private property and the certain licenses that it had wasn't a special organizational like a special event license. So, but it, it felt it did feel right at the time that we would close. Because everyone else was closing, it wouldn't really seem yeah. fair to be the only pool party around. Because most pool parties operate on a mm-hmm. on a special event permit. So yeah, um, but it was. It, I think you know we, we tried our best. We had enough meetings with lawyers and with city commissioners, and and I tried my hardest on about three different flights to get to Miami. And I think at some point you've got to try and just when defeat is when defeat is in front of you, you just got to just sometimes just say you know what. Let's just stop here and regroup and let's look into the future.
2: Yeah, of course. Wonderful. But now uh, I catch you in Ibiza and I know that you are the artistic director of Amnesia, one of the best and biggest clubs. So openings calling around six weeks now. What do you think about this? How is that looking now?
4: Um, So... Um, As a club, I think we've basically, so I'm very involved, I'm I'm involved as an artist director at Amnesia, but I also promoted other venues as well. Mm -hmm. So the thing across the venues that I'm working with at the moment is that May just doesn't look like it's going to happen.
2: Which venues, when I can ask?
4: So I, I run, I run um, some pool part, I run a pool party at uh, Ibiza Rocks mm-hmm. and I also uh, have my own events and also the, the you know, the booker and, and the artistic director alongside Marty and Amnesia. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah as, as the two uh, venues and some of the venues I've been talking to, um, I think we've all pretty much not this is not every venue, just so you know, but yeah I think the, the general consensus is that we will um, not be opening in May. But we'll be, we'll be doing our best to open in June. Um, and then I think we're also going to be trying to look at the programme into October mm-hmm. to try and give us that little bit. So if we miss out on May or maybe in the beginning of June, mm-hmm. we'll actually have some extra dates in October. Um, so the, at the moment, I'm just working on moving the opening parties around um, and trying to extend into, into the October weeks. And mm-hmm. let's just hope for the best, really. I mean, we can't really change that stance. Because legally in Ibiza we're locked down till the twelfth of April, mm-hmm. and um, and then I believe that the mass gatherings uh, legislation they put in place was till the twentieth of April. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, obviously we'll get more information from the government. Yeah, and then we know. I mean, at the ver- you know, at the moment it's 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 a grey area for everybody i don't think anyone really knows the answers because things are changing on such a an hour by hour daily basis Absolutely. for <laughs> the virus you know it, some you know if if the, you don't know if the area is going to get more infected or mm-hmm. or less infected so being on an island it has helped we we only have i think as as of today we have 59 cases in Ibiza. Wow. Um, some of them are critical some of them, I believe, most of them are not. Uh, the borders seem to be quite tightly closed now, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that you know, we, we, as an island, we can recover quite quickly. Yes. But also, who knows how the island will recover? Financially, economically, you know, how many how many people will be how many flights will start arriving to the island?
2: And how many people will come because no one has money actually. This is I think it will affect the whole season in in the past. There was there must be a change somehow. What do you think?
4: Yeah, hugely. I think um no doubt it's gonna affect the season. Um I do think that a lot of once I mean once this is over everyone's going to want to have a big party right mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I think it's it's going to be on everyone's minds just to go out and have a big rave at some point yeah. but financially it's going to affect a lot of people in most European countries um, you know the Italian market which Ibiza is heavily relies on the German market, the Dutch market, the UK market um, all of these are going to be affected financially so I think it's a case of Will the island as a whole learn to adapt to this and will prices come down? Um, Which could
2: be interesting, huh? Eh? <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean, you know, I think at conferences like IMS or ADE, we've all been talking about this Ibiza reset for a few years mm-hmm. and I think maybe this could be it. Um, but obviously, in turn, if things... if costs are going to come down for the clubs I think we're then going to have to intern you know everyone in the community the dance music community is going to have to pull together and try and help you know because if ticket price is going to come down then DJ fees are going to have to come down as well
2: yeah of course. But it must be a lot of pressure on your back. If I hear this, and what kind of responsibility you have and, and what you're looking for, what kind of projects. How do you sleep in the night? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I, I'm, to be honest, especially at the moment, it's like when we're at, I'm at home all day, just I'm, I'm working as normal. Um, the, the, the thing is, my office is next door to my office. My, uh, my home anyway, mm-hmm. so it, it, this is not really much different for me, so well, I'm just working as normal from home and, and, and it's, it's and everything is quite regular, It's I'm not really overly concerned right now because I think if we just have to work on, on what's going to be safe for everybody um, and we will start when we start, you know, it, I think if we can run the season into October, that might help some of the, the financial losses from May and June mm-hmm um but i mean I, you know this is one of these things that i don't think anyone can anyone can change or anyone can fix so
2: and anyone can plan actually no one knows
4: yeah no of course it's just and it's, i mean everyone keeps saying well you know everyone is in this together i think the whole world is suffering in some some kind you know in, in in whatever industry you're in or whatever walk of life there's some kind of you know there's issues with it all so i think we just have to try and all pull together and get our way through
2: it. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit from um, back to the nineties. You know, where the DJs came over, that you got a call, hey, come and play to my party. I give you money afterwards in the in the bedroom. No marketing, yeah, no promotion. If, it's gonna to-
4: pull that way again. Who knows? <laughs> Why not? It's 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 a little sad that the way things are happening is I've heard of there's been some some job losses at some fairly big agencies in the U S. and in the U K. Um, so it is affecting everyone from the you know from the ground up. Um, and, but like I said, maybe this is something that we can turn into an advantage, and maybe the dance music community can can adapt and like we always do. It's 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 quite a fast pace adapting. Industry anyway. Yes. So I you know, maybe this could help the younger artists coming through because maybe people, the clubs, don't have enough money to be spending on, you know, huge fees for headliners. So it might help that lower and mid-tier artist again. Um, yeah, I think we've just got to try and take what the best of what we can out of the whole situation.
2: This is a wonderful uh, word for the finish. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nia. I wish uh, there are better times and I can't wait to see you in uh, personal and hug you. And I would love to share the Sunday roast, what you cooked today, but it's impossible. (laughs) I'm in Berlin and it's winter today. It starts to snow again.
4: To be honest, in Ibiza, it's like a summer's day. It's really, really nice today, which is good. <laughs> um, it's just a shame to see that you can't go out and there's, yeah, there's no one on the streets. But yeah, as as the weather, it's perfect. And the Sunday roast, you can, in the summer. With when uh, when I see you, we can have lunch or whatever. No problem. Okay, we do. Thank <laughs> you so
2: much for your time. I give you a big, big kiss and a big hug. Yeah. Tschüss. Thank you. Tschüss. Bye bye. Danke. And last but not least, I'm very happy to introduce you to my new artist of Zeus Music, Andrea and Ludovico, both DJ duo from Tuscany under the name Reform Music. Hello, Andrea. Hello, Ludovico. Where are you at the moment? Hi, Hanja. (laughs) Hi, Hanja. Where are you at the moment?
0: We are in Italy right now. We both uh, are at home. Um, and yeah, we, we live in Tuscany and, uh, um, in like at, uh, 100 kilometers from Florence
2: uh, we, we live oh. in the same uh,
0: city, so, wow. uh, yeah, we are
2: here. <laughs> Actually, when you describe this, this is like for me the perfect dream. Tuscany, you know, this is where we all want to be right now. But of course, we know it's not so easy, especially in Italy and also not in Tuscany. Huh? I mean, I hope you are not together in one one studio or one home. or You live in the same city, but in different houses, huh?
0: Yeah, exactly. We live in different houses. Fortunately, um, so we have this studio, and that's that's good, you know, because we can do both music um, by our own. Mm-hmm. And after after this uh, quarantine period, uh, uh, we we're looking forward to to join uh, again, and we, we <laughs> so in that way we can fix some some things in the in in the new stuff we're going
2: to do. And uh, yeah, are you missing each other? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, be honest. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, well, we,
0: we miss each other, but um, we, we, we have more time to spend in the studio. So it's um, uh, we, we, we can take advantage from, from this situation. Also, if this situation is really bad.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's really dangerous, especially Italy. Uh, you were the first one that got hit really, really hard in this disease. So since when you are in quarantine?
0: Uh, well, actually, um, uh, Italy uh, started to uh, to to lock down uh, the cities uh, around two week three weeks mm-hmm. ago. Uh, they decided to to lock down the um, the um, uh, for example the public works like mm-hmm. uh, uh, shops and stuff like this. And afterwards, afterward, like. Um, uh, two weeks ago, uh, they decided to uh, to shut down um, other other um, not relevant show, um, activities. And since last Saturday, they decided to shut down also um, industries, company factories. I mean yeah, it's
2: really bad, huh? I mean, this is uh, must be really, I mean, we are all in this situation, but Italy is really w- worse when I see it on the news. So I feel really, really sorry about everything. But um, did you take it serious from the beginning? Uh,
0: well, um, I think I have to be to be honest. Uh, I think this um, kind of situation um, make makes us Italian, like more proud of ourselves, uh, because uh, we realized that we have all fi- we have all to fight with this uh, mm-hmm. with this uh, danger uh, virus, uh, and we all together we take, um, I mean, we make things to to fix the situation uh, as as soon as possible. So mm-hmm. and um, I I I can't believe it that mm-hmm. uh, Italian people um, at this kind of uh, interaction. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so are you going also on the balcony and doing music <laughs> or singing? <laughs> uh, this is lovely. So I- someone did it. Oh, <laughs> because I love this. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I love this. You know, this is what I love on the Italians, that they're proud of themselves. And this is what I see in all this miserable situation. They're standing all together, what you said already. And this makes me feeling, gives me warm feelings in all this disaster, you know. So, so you didn't, didn't make music on the balcony for everyone. <laughs> no.
0: No. no, we didn't because we 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 don't live in the in the city. Uh, so if I if I go outside the balcony, I can I can scream as much as possible, but no one is uh, could, could hear me. Actually,
2: it sounds like a dream for me <laughs> sitting here in Berlin. <laughs> but what are you missing the most?
0: Uh, um, I was saying. This this with some of uh, uh, my friend Uh, a restaurant. Oh, I miss a restaurant. (laughs) Oh, because 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 in Italy, you know, uh, during the weekend or also during the uh, working days, uh, you are you are used to uh, sometimes to to come out and maybe do some kind of um, uh, drinking to drink something with with friends or, or or people you know uh, or go to the restaurant to, to eat something really good and you can do you can do it now so it's yes. it's weird it's, and i mean this
2: Oh, uh, this is really cute that you're saying it. And I already said it in the beginning. We met uh, once at the better times back in the days at Loveland Festival. You played uh, just on the same stage like me. And since then, I had an eye on you and I like your music. And it was really good times. And we had a happy afternoon. And I know that you are not so long into the business, you know, but what are you thinking? Do you think it will be the same like it was before or there will be a change?
0: Ah, uh, that's a big deal, because this would be um, um, an odd question, because uh, we honestly we don't know what what will be of our future um, also um also in other in other business like uh, in in the, in the world economy field because we mm-hmm. we don't we don't know um, what will be. Uh, but I think uh, we we have to uh, try to to learn from these uh, from this um, uh, disaster mm-hmm. and and try to and and try to um, to start again our lives.
2: Yes. basically.
0: So I I I hope I hopefully uh, the I mean the gigs will
2: come <laughs> uh, for every, anyone and yeah we will go ahead and we will be happy. You know what I'm missing the most or what I'm really looking forward because I signed you to my label Zeus Music and you're going to have a release coming and I can't wait to play this in front of a crowd, (laughs) your record.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I understand, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Ludovico Andrea, thank you so much for your time, my heart will be with you and all the Italians and... I can't really wait to see you and hug you because this is also something we're all missing. Thank you so much for your time. Stay strong and big, big kiss. Thank you,
0: you, Anja. Thank you. Thank you for having
4: us. Cheers. Thank you.
2: Bye-bye. This was the Clubroom Backstage. My name is Anja Schneider and I will be back soon with interesting personalities from our scene. Clubroom Backstage.
1: Produced at Black Studios.